This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. This has been quite a 24-hour period in the escalating tensions between the U.S. and North Korea. You've likely heard the audio unleashed by U.S. President Trump against Pyongyang. I'm wondering, and what do you think, was it an off-the-cuff, over-the-top remark, which Trump is known for, or was it scripted and thought about ahead of time? You be the judge. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. I want to go to Robin Sears right away, political commentator with Principal Earnscliff Strategy Group. Hi, Robin. Good afternoon. What do you think, bluster or thoughtful policy? Well, given who uh, we're talking about, I think it's got to be bluster and not thoughtful, uh, almost as a default. Uh, no, I don't think it was a very smart thing for him to say. And I guess the two things that uh, I feel particularly sad about it is that the international community and uh, Rex Tillerson played an important role in this, had a very big victory last weekend in getting uh, Russia and China and uh, the UN Security Council to agree to really significantly ramp up the sanctions against North Korea, which is what provoked their attack and Trump's counterattack. So that's a far more important thing to keep in mind. Uh, it was, frankly, an unexpected achievement to get Russia and China to uh, come on board uh, in that way. And secondly, um, it seems as if uh, there is some serious now, seriousness now on the Chinese part uh, about trying to apply additional pressure on North Korea because a huge chunk of those new sanctions are on the export of coal for which China is the sole customer. Uh, so if they actually live up to what they've agreed to, this is going to be a very serious uh, additional new pressure the tune of more than a billion dollars, people say, in lost uh, revenues for uh, the government of North Korea. So I just wish Mr. Trump would shut up. <laughs> yeah. So what should he have said to the reporter rather than we're going to unleash fire and fury the world has never seen before? I think a more um, presidential president would have made reference to the huge diplomatic success they just had and say, um, for the first time in 30 years, we have succeeded in getting uh, unanimity in the international community at the UN Security Council uh, in applying very serious new pressure on North Korea. And uh, we're very grateful for everybody who participated in making that happen. Now we'll see uh, how North Korea responds. But he has yet to react like that, really, in any situation. <laughs> no, I'm dreaming. I appreciate that. Um, and it's, you know, it's just... I vacillate, I guess, along with a lot of people between sort of saying, oh, well, it's just noise and nonsense and yet another Twitter rant from uh, Mr. Trump and don't pay any attention, look at what's been achieved and what the adults are actually achieving around him occasionally, and then being very worried that he'll go one step too far, particularly with somebody like uh, the crazy North Koreans, and uh, provoke them into doing something more dramatic and foolish on their side. 
uh, simply by virtue of his vulgarity and his intemperance. Well, it's interesting because uh, Trump's U.S. Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, uh, defended Trump, saying, quote, I think what the president was doing was sending a strong message to North Korea in language that Kim Jong-un would understand because he doesn't seem to understand diplomatic language. That is probably the best thing that Tillerson can say in defending his president and explaining the psyche behind some of these comments. Well, yeah, I agree absolutely, and thank God he's there and that he, he understands the importance of dialing back some of this nonsense. He also added, very importantly, though, and I have not detected any change in the circumstances on the ground in the last 24 hours. In other words, people should not uh, be concerned that we are literally on the edge of another Cuban Missile Crisis. But in, in, that, in effect, is not entirely true either, is it? Because Pyongyang warned it would carry out preemptive military strikes against the U.S., including the Pacific Territory of Guam, after the president made his fire and fury comments. So things are not exactly the way they were 24 hours ago. Yeah, but I mean, you know, crazy statements from one side or the other side Mm -hmm. are, are one thing, actually moving missiles around and preparing for launches, which can now be detected by uh, American satellite coverage uh, are very much more serious, and apparently that has yet to be detected. Okay, understood. I'd like to get your opinion on this as well. Uh, the latest comments by the U.S. president and the return remarks by the North Korean state media, 416-360-0740, Are you worried for the world? Is there a little part of you that's thinking about the possibility of World War III. And Robin Sears, we haven't talked about World War III in a long time as a concept. This is, this is something that's renewed after decades of relative peace around the world. You know, it is conceivable that somebody will overreact and, and do something that provokes a, a horrific uh, tragedy. But Just to paint the picture on the ground in Korea a little bit for the listeners, if you were standing in Barrie and looking south at Toronto, you would be further away from the border between North Korea and Seoul than they are. It is an incredibly narrow band of territory between 10 million people in Seoul and the largest artillery barrage potential in the world. Uh, across the other side of the demilitarized zone in North Korea. Uh, There's just no prospect that anybody on the American side could risk an attack by doing something as foolish as a preemptive strike, if for no other reason that there are also 100,000 American expats who live in and around Seoul, in addition to 40,000 American troops. Um, This is just not even possible to contemplate. So you don't think uh, a war is likely between the U.S. and North Korea? Unless somebody makes a very serious mistake, and Mm -hmm. that's how the First World War started, so one can't rule it out. Let's uh, just backtrack a little bit here. Uh, The dangers uh, that have been posed by North Korea, what they have done in the recent months. Can Can you review that for us? For two generations now, the North Koreans have been pursuing the goal of being welcomed as a fully-fledged and fully-armed member of the inter-ballistic missile nuclear weapon-equipped states. It's a very short list of countries, none of which are uh, as unstable and, and, and 
crazy, frankly, as, as the North Koreans have demonstrated they are, the last sort of box for them to tick in this quest that goes back more than 40 years is for them to be able to successfully manufacture and launch a miniaturized nuclear weapon on top of such a missile. They have nuclear weapons, they have missiles, but they have yet to figure out a way to make them small enough to put them on an ICBM, and that's clearly where they're heading very quickly. Right, because we're getting reports this week from unnamed U.S. intelligence sources that North Korea has developed the ability to miniaturize a nuclear warhead to fit the top of a missile, which is presumably what prompted Trump's tirade yesterday. I think so, and he also revealed information about that, which he should not have, as he has done previously, because that was a confidential intelligence briefing they didn't want to have shared. I think that the the uh, the check on the other side, a reason to take a deep breath and not be too panicky, is that, of course, in the event that the North Koreans were to bomb Guam, there is no prospect that they would survive the response that would necessarily then come from the Americans they would be effectively committing suicide. Mm. And one has to assume that their interest is actually security, not suicide. 416-360-0740, toll free here at Zoomer Radio. Jane for Libby here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. And your calls are welcome, along with our political commentator, Robin Sears, joining us to discuss the escalating tensions between the U.S. and North Korea. Let's go to Edward, who's listening to us from the United States outside Chicago. Welcome, Edward. Thanks for calling. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead with your comment. So um, just listening to what uh, Trump said yesterday, um, you know, fire and fury, the powers of which the world has never seen. I'm just wondering, is he suggesting something worse than what we've seen in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Robin, to you. I I think that's without question, because after all the uh, weapons available in the American artillery uh, today are probably 50 to 100 times more powerful than the bomb. And he wants to be worse than that. Yeah, it would be be significantly worse than than Hiroshima if they were to drop a nuclear weapon in a populated area of North Korea. And he's willing to do that. I don't think he really is. I think he's, you know, he's a blusterer. Well, then, then he shouldn't say things like that. It, it's absolutely totally right, irresponsible for any world leader You're uh, right. to um, threaten uh, with empty threats like that. And you know, we all know that he's not a very effective leader. And uh, he, he, and he proves time and time again, and in, in fact, every day, he proves that he's not a, a good and effective leader. And, you know, just by saying those things, it's not going to help him or Americans. Edward, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thanks for listening from the U.S. Let's go to Jose in Toronto. You're on Zoomer Radio. Hi, hi Libby. Hi, it's Jane today. Go ahead. Oh, hi. How are you? Fine, thanks. I have a thing to say is Donald Trump, as the president of the United States, should be calm and cool-headed instead of threatening the countries that like that, like North Korea or Afghanistan, 
our people on the border are going to get killed for no reason. You know? Well, I hear what you're saying, and I mean, you know, and I'm just thinking of this now. If, in fact, the U.S. was going to make a statement of this magnitude, Robin, I mean, it would stand to reason that it would be on nighttime, primetime television on all the networks. It would have that level of publicity as opposed to what appeared to be almost a throwaway comment uh, with very little formality. One apparently that he hadn't consulted Tillerson about before he made it. It would appear that way. It would appear that way. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Hi, Brian. uh, Brian's joining us from Lindsay. Yeah, hi, Libby. Uh, You know, the biggest danger about this is not that he's going to develop a small nuclear weapon and it's going to be accurate. He just has to have the ability, which is not that much, send one over a high atmospheric blast over North America and take out the power grid with an EMP. And that's the thing I would fear most because surgical strikes and everything else will take out so many, but if that takes out our power grid in the United States and Canada within a year, especially through the winter, 90% of us are going to be dead. Well, sir, I'm afraid I wouldn't agree with you because I I don't think it matters what form of attack he were to indulge in, whether it was an attack on Guam or North American power grids, the response would be devastating to him. We've been speaking with Robin Sears, political commentator with Principal Earnscliff Strategy Group. Uh, Before we let you go, Robin, and I really do appreciate your thoughtful analysis, um, American politicians of both political parties have expressed concern uh, about the latest comments from Donald Trump about the fire and fury, the likes of which the world has never seen before. any thoughts about where the Trump presidency is going, especially in light of comments, which would appear to be irresponsible given all the evidence around it? Where where do you see it going? I'm sad to say that I think the president is becoming more hysterical, um, if that's possible, with the passage of time on a whole variety of fronts. And he's clearly being driven very significantly by his terror of uh, the Mueller investigation and, and where that will end up. And I'm afraid we're all just going to have to, you know, hold our breath and cross our fingers and hope that he doesn't do anything more foolish than make rude, vulgar, and threatening statements to people. And uh, maybe the American uh, Congress will, will act uh, in a reasonable period of time to find somebody more suitable for that chair. Robin, I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.